beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode to the week of FanDuel stage. Here from Media Row at Super Bowl 57. Thursday, February 9th starts now. Football! It's certainly cooking. We just... Legitimately six seconds ago, just got done with yeah. a conversation with Sean Payton, who was on Up and Adams this morning. We got a chance to chit-chat with him and congratulate him on being a new Denver Yeah! Yeah! There he is. Woo! Big Go Broncos, huh? What? Hey, what? Let's, let's, let's ride. What? Let's ride. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, there's a horse sound we were thinking about. Okay. Oh, okay. there we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like need to use that at the end of every interview now. Wow, that building. All right, buck them. They got it right. Hey, congrats, coach. There you That's go, awesome. coach. Wait, is that a play on? I believe fuck them. Can you hear? Something just My happened. ears just went out, yeah. Yep. Uh, I cannot hear a thing. All right, I can hear you guys. I okay. can hear me. You guys cannot hear me right now? We're back. No, now we're I'm back. Can't hear. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Oh, we're back. We're back. Here we go. We're back. It's not on. Yeah, you are a little bit. Just okay, good. Speak, I'm good. Maybe I'm good be to go a little now. bit of an alpha male. A little bass in there. Why don't you add a little bass to the voice? We just got a chance to talk to Sean Payton, and we just learned what next year's right, guys. Unbelievable. motto is. Perfect. The whole crew is here. The talks the table at Tashman, at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys, 10 digs. Had a hammer down yesterday live from here. Dude, it was awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, Tony. Don't think you're able to do one today because uh, us doing it yesterday blew out some wires and a computer because we had to FaceTime. <laughs> That's right. Hey, hashtag bucket. <laughs> hashtag buck yeah dude uh, hashtag in the trenches AQ Shipley how you doing pal Great, and obviously college football national champion Super Bowl champion AJ Hawk is here hot start here big shout out to uh, FanDuel obviously for flipping the stage from Kay Adams show to our show in a mere six to seven minutes they were playing um, they're playing a form of beer pong into goldfish things and Sean Payton you could see his competitive juices because as the clock was ticking down he was starting to take some leniences on the rules Mm -hmm. he was starting to throw multiple ping pong balls trying to get it out there Sean was electrifying here wasn't he? He's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Pulling for the Broncos now because of that. We just learned that AJ, awesome. AJ Hawk was going to be a New Orleans Saint. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. So the Houston Texans were supposed to take Reggie Bush. And then the number two overall pick was going to be the Saints. They were going to take AJ Hawk. Instead, um, Mario Williams. Williams. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of the, the GM. He oh. got fired for it. Oh, uh, um, where? Uh, at Houston, Texas. Charlie Casserly. Casserly. He didn't get fired. Charlie Casserly, he did for this later, inevitably. Charlie Casserly goes with Mario Williams because Peyton Manning is in mm. the division. He said, I'm trying to stop uh, Peyton Manning. I'm not trying to outscore Peyton Manning. So he drafts Mario Williams out of nowhere. Reggie Bush then becomes a saint. And then A.J. Hawk falls all the way to five. Wow. Wow. Top wow. Top supposed to go number two, ends up at five. We just learned that just moments ago. Breaking news. A.J. Hawk was supposed to be a saint. My God. Number Number two, what could have been worked out? Worked out. You're for gonna be the number two overall pick. You would have been best friends with Drew freaking Breeze, dude. I mean, I would have had some stock in Advocare and Planet Smoothie, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it Planet Smoothie it's or Smoothie, Smoothie King, King, King? Asshole. King. Thank you for. We're having for a moment here. We don't me. need to asshole. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Even though your voice is, but congratulations. Yeah. Back. And you probably own a pickleball team too. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. What could have been? Well, we've been offered a pickleball team. I do believe. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, we have been. Let's go. I think there's 20% stake available in one particular team. Holy shit! I've been doing my due diligence Uh-oh. on the team to see if it's a team that we would like. Seems like a team I think we would like. Well, all the players okay. we could cut. Right? How many are we on a play? team though? Um, I don't know if we're going to make the team, boys. Just saying, the Jackie Moon situation. <laughs> I believe it'll. I mean, maybe Ty. 
if you get that backhand to be able to do what it's been doing for a large portion of this week, mm-hmm. I mean, why not see you out there on the, uh, I'm not giving away the team name. Okay. But okay. Smart. They got some dogs out there. Do they? Is the team name changing, perhaps? Or? Great name. Okay, cool. Great name. Everything about it is good. We've been, uh, a lot of pickleball community being very nice to us. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Thanks for Thank welcoming you. us. Love Thank your you, sport. Pickleball. Love yeah. you, pickleball. Love your sport. We're learning new rules every single day and uh, <laughs> learning new tactics. Watching the highlights, they get right up there oh, they yeah. Do. Yeah, in the kitchen. They just work in the kitchen. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so expensive, some of those paddles, is how light they are because you've got to yeah, be. Huh? That's yeah. not nearly as fun to watch, though. Once we need get, some action. Once they're they get AJ, going. AJ Hawk said, let me fix your sport. Well, no, Go they're, ahead, they're way too – no, they're, they're too good, though. They're so precise and they're so good. And we we can dunk and dink, but eventually, like, within two or three shots, we're going to li- lift one up and it's going to get up too high and we're going to spike it down their throat. Those yeah, guys, we get bored. They're too good and they're just going to keep dunk, dunk, dunk all day. We get very bored. It's obvious that we get bored. We'd like some lose action. Focus. I lose focus easily in that game. I, I think they're not scared to volley a little bit. Yeah, right? correct. They're not scared, like, hey, I'll let the other team make the mistake. And then when they make the mistake, True. we attack on them. Keep it in play. Even though they're keeping it very low. What I've noticed from our group of pickleballers is, like, <laughs> Volley, volley. Ah, fuck this. All right, I'm going for yep. it. I'm power. Slam that thing. <laughs> like, there's always a little bit. So, I think they have a lot more patience, mm-hmm. ability, and strategery. So, they got us in three things. Sure. <laughs> and uh, we're only three days in, though. True. True. But we yeah. love the sport. We enjoy the hell out of it. It has been something that has certainly made this week fly by for us. What an incredible Super Bowl 57, as the news stories really aren't in that big of abundance. Aaron Rodgers is going into a teepee with no light for a few days. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, Tom Brady retired. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid saying Patrick Mahomes 100%. Not 100%, but practicing and everything that we need him to do. That's big news. Uh, Kadarius Tony, same thing. Practicing full go Mm -hmm. even though he has a hurt back I believe is what it is so aside from that there's really nothing coming out of the teams which is good for the game yeah piece of information we did learn though Eric Bieniemy does call plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know how long this has been happening. Yeah. We don't know if this is something that's been taking place over the entirety of this dynastic run that the Chiefs are on. We don't know why it's been understood that he didn't do any of that. But Andy Reid addressed it and put over Eric Bieniemy's importance to the offense. And this is kind of how he laid out what Eric Bieniemy means to the Kansas City Chiefs. So EB and I spent a ton of time working through all of that stuff and just making sure that we're uh, we're rolling and dancing the same dance there. And I, I have full trust in that. When people say, maybe he doesn't call the play, EB e. does. I mean, he literally calls the plays in there. And, and then um, I have full trust that if he has a, an idea and he wants to shoot it, then he puts it in and we go. And I, I never question that. So I wonder what exactly that means on the logistical process of it. Is Andy Reid saying he sends plays, the enemy calls them directly in? Is he saying that Eric Bieniemy can call in his own plays uh-huh. at any time? How's the the whole thing go? Who's in the ear? Who's in the designing part of it? I think Andy Reid's trying to give Eric Bieniemy much more credit than he's been given, and I respect and appreciate that. Does this change anything for Eric Bieniemy's future, AJ Hawk? I think a little bit. I mean, but I still am a little bit confused. Does he <laughs> he literally calls the plays? Does Does Andy Reid hate? Like relay it to Bienemy. Bienemy gets on the mic, that goes into the like speaker. Lot, right? But Bienemy also has ultimate freedom. It sounds like to call any plays he wants. So maybe it's a truly like collaborative effort where they both kind of 
vibe off each other. Because everybody's thinking that Eric Bannemi is going to have to leave Kansas City so that he can get enough credit to become mm -hmm. an actual head coach for the offensive success of a program because now it's just Andy Reid gets all the credit. Andy Reid gets all the credit. Now it sounds like Andy Reid saying Eric Bannemi a large part of this whole yeah. thing. Well, and if that's the case, though, and he is calling the plays, then why would you go take an OC job elsewhere? It's like you have Patrick Mahomes. You are calling the plays. Eventually, you'd think that you will get a head coaching opportunity. It's like, why would you go from being the OC of the Chiefs if you are calling plays to go and be the OC of the Commanders where you have a guy who's potentially going to be a second-year quarterback? Like, that doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense, but if he thinks that that's what it's going to take to become a head coach, because he's been in those interviews, in those head coaching interviews, yeah. probably all the same questions. Andy Reid calls plays, Danny. Yeah. Andy Reid's calling plays. How's that whole thing work? So Andy Reid's trying to get in front of it. We do not know. Hopefully, he'll become a head coach and be successful somewhere. You know, that's the goal. Absolutely. Because who knows which coaches are going to suck and which yep. coaches are going to be great. There's one coach that's been great for a long time in the city of Pittsburgh, uh -huh. Pennsylvania. He's a defensive-minded coach. That's right. And when the defense is introduced down there at Akersher, yeah. the person that's introduced last is this big, white Wisconsin fuck. What? Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Consman All-Pro, Defensive Player of the Year in the past. T.J. Watt. M.A. Zito. Zito. There he is. Yes. Woo. <coughs> What's up, buddy? Thanks, man. What's up, brother? Appreciate you. Holy hell. T.J., how's it going? How's it going, T.J.? Everybody's a giant. Whole family. Everybody in the family's a giant. What the hell? Big old hands. Fingers touch my elbow. I saw your your big barbarian-looking fucking brother yesterday. First time seeing him in person a long time. 6'6". You know he's six six. <laughs> I do. He reminds me all the time because I'm like six four and a half. So. Oh, Yikes. so is that a thing though? He does. Uh, you guys look talk up at me when you talk to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had Zavin on the bag for him yesterday. He he's six four too. He tried to get me on the bag, and I said, JJ, I'll do a lot of things for you, but I do not want to get sunburned, blisters, and not get any payment out of it, just to watch you and John Rom have a great time. <laughs> I'll tell you this: Zavin should have thought the same way you did. We saw him at the shot of glory afterwards. And he's just standing there. And him and JJ both were like, that was a long day out there. Seven hour yeah. round. Seven, they were out seven hours they're yeah. walking well, around. I remember you course. did the Tahoe thing. I remember you talking on the, on the podcast <laughs> about how tough, how tired your legs were after. Dude, it's a nightmare. Nobody accounts for it. Because I just think, oh, look at these dumpy-ass golfers. If they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yep. That is not the Wrong. case. That is not the case. Pat can punt a football. I can punt a football. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. I think you could, though. Your celebration is a great punt every yeah, single time. Let's dive into the football a little bit. You're here for Six Star Pro Nutrition. Is this your nutrition company or just a company you use? A company I use. A company I've been using for a couple years. Um, I'm trying to get the kicker quads going Come i've on. had a couple of knee surgeries in college so i'm trying to bulk up um i've used the whey protein the pre-workout the creatine obviously to try to put some weight back on after the season you and jj just been working out forever because i know you guys um it's always a big deal when you guys are working out together with who's coaching you because i think your guys high school strength coach maybe got involved or something like that yeah we've been going to the same uh trainer since i mean this is like 13 years now me jj and derek at nx level his name is brad arnett in waukesha wisconsin I'm just a guy that knows my body the best in and out for as far as what it takes for me to get ready for a season. So uh, I trust him. Have you seen the stats of when you play and when you don't play? <laughs> I mean, they've been shoved in my face. From, <laughs> so many people have, have been obviously showing to me. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't seen it, but I don't know. 
I, I mean, I don't have anything to really say. That's bananas to think about, though, isn't it? Because you and your brother, obviously, and your brother was catapulted into superstardom because of what the player he became down in Houston and that whole city rally around him, much like what Pittsburgh does with you. But, like, the game is such a team sport. But you were a fucking game record, dude. When you came into the league, did you know it was going to be like this? Did you have to work your ass off to get to this point? And how much does having, like, fucking JJ's knowledge help and get you to this point that you're at right now? You're a dog, bro. Yeah. A fucking yeah. dog, dude. I appreciate that. And I, th I think you have to have the mentality that when you step on the field, you're the baddest dude out there. And you have to – and all of that is brought in through the work and, and all the things behind the scenes. And that's what's been so awesome about having two brothers that have – uh, grown up in the same household that I have and, and make it to the NFL and do elite things. And those guys have not been closed door to me at all. They've been wanting to have me succeed. JJ, who just retired, is like, any way possible these next few years that I can help you where I was injured and I couldn't perform how I wanted to, where I can help you, please let me know. That's awesome. And uh, it's it's just one of those things that there's we talk about it in the weight room this week with interns. It's how do you gain respect in a weight room? How do you gain respect on a football field? We'll shut up and work to start, yeah. Yeah. and then we'll kind of start to like you. We'll start busting your balls, <laughs> and everything goes from there. So, um, yeah, man, I, I love football. I can only do it for a short amount of my life, and I'm going to give everything I can to this game. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. Go ahead, AJ. What's your offseason normally look like? Do you have a place uh, like a cabin like your brother, like the sweet old palatial <laughs> place? Obviously, I see you guys cold plunging in lakes and everything. Has your offseason changed at all from when you got in the league till now? Uh, a little bit. Uh, the Whoa. older I get, and the more, the There's more, more. often, bro. Jeez. You guys are Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Who cuts the hole? Who cut that hole? They got a chainsaw, we, right? We had a chainsaw, but we we like to act like we're up north woods. But none of us knows how to work a damn chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder than it looks. So, so we start using shovels, and the blisters came, and it was it was just a whole embarrassing thing. That's so why you, guys you only, dug you this only hole? see the good. Yeah, that, the ice was about I mean, like that's a big workout. Okay, just that's a workout. Yeah, we don't know how to work chainsaws, but we did fucking We all missed this. My dad was a firefighter, right? And for his retirement gift, the firehouse gave him this, like, nice axe that says, like, 25 years of service. Congratulations. <laughs> like, we can't get this thing with the chainsaw. None of us know how to work it. Go grab the damn axe. Wham. Wham. <laughs> Head goes flying. We ruined my dad's retirement. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> We're like, damn, Thanks we'll have to find a way. But, yeah, we got it. We got it. Made sure to get the good shots. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't do this a lot. This is just one of those things. Oh, uh, what? Awesome. One, one of Jada's oh, hey. <laughs> former teammates, Brian Peters, was uh, he had a sauna that he was like uh, had up on the property. So we're like, let's just try it, contrast back and forth. Oh, yeah. Times, it's amazing. And it had to be, yeah. Like, how deep is that lake right there where you are? Yeah, I mean, it cool goes to, like, though. 20 feet, but right there it was, like, it was like five feet. I was okay. just hoping a snappy turtle would come, <laughs> come up. Could you imagine ice cold and a snapping turtle get you real. right in the junk? Oh. oh, my God. Right in the tip. <laughs> That'd be, be worse. Awful. Oh, oh God. man. He get, he's climbing <laughs> out as the turtle's hanging <laughs> off him. Uh, uh, That's a good brother would knock that thing off there. <laughs> You're right. I think the get brothers. the axe back out. <laughs> yeah. Give me the head. Just the head of the axe. Tone has a question for you, TJ. TJ, first and foremost, thank you for your service. We appreciate it. Baby TJ, Pittsburgh. Steelers Nation. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, so when Keith was DC, and it felt like you guys have always played Lamar well. It felt like they just ran you directly at the mesh point, or it was your job to specifically just take Lamar. And now with the Super Bowl, we're kind of seeing the same thing with Jalen Hurts and how the Eagles are running uh, that offense. Is that the best way to do it? Is just have someone who is like you on the no one's like you on the defense, but someone Hassan Reddick say or no, not Hassan Reddick, sorry, whoever Jones. Yeah. Chandler Jones, whatever, not Chandler Chris. Jones. Chris Jones, run no. directly right at the mesh point or something like that? Yeah, yeah. John Jones. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh, well, he probably these, could these, guys are, these guys are preying on you to have that split second where you're trying to make a decision. So the number one thing that we've had success with, success with is charging the mesh point. Yeah. And I know people on TV will get mad. Oh, you, you didn't see the running back get the ball there, but we're responsible for someone. And when you have the quarterback involved in the running game, that's 11-on-11 11 11 football. Usually it's 10-on-11 football when it's running. Um, so you have to be able to take away guys and make them make those decisions, and that's when you see the mesh point fumbles and things along those lines. So, um, Do you I think two weeks it. is enough time to figure out that? Because that, that equals off, and I don't know if how much you watch it, they got everybody in a fucking bind. Like, literally, Fred Warner, I guess the best in interior linebacker in the NFL in a lot of people's eyes. I'm not getting into the debate with anybody. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, I'm not taking enough time to do it. But, like, against the Eagles, he was just locked because the thought that Jalen was going to get over and they protected so well. Do you think more, obviously, you see with Lamar, is this what the off NFL is going to become? You I think, think so. this is it? Yeah, you're seeing more and more of it. And the, the really tough thing is you have the mesh point, and then you have those linebackers that are biting down. Sucking on, And then up. you have the RPOs on yep. top of it. So you have the RPOs, you have the, the shovel pass, where if you're the end guy and you're reading the mesh point and you're looking at the quarterback and then a guarder comes and kicks you out, a guarder is center. I mean, oh, a little counter tray. Exactly, and then just pitch <laughs> it right in there. It's it's tough, I mean. Well, here's you just fucking blowing up plays all year. I uh when you go out there, you say you flip us. Yeah, there it is. Yep. yep, that'll do. You know you just put a helmet to helmet on a guy. CT, I hope you're happy. Yeah, I probably. Yeah. Boom. Not shoulder. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> How do you handle that? How do you handle all the new rules and everything? Because they're obviously going to continue to change to favor the offense. But you are an explosive guy. Obviously, you're bigger, stronger, faster than most of the people you're going to tackle. You have to set them down gently. Like, is that an active thought while you're playing football now? Or are you at the point where it's just comfortable not tackling people for real? It's tough because you can't practice it. So how, how are we supposed to continue to get better at it when I'm not allowed to do it as much in a practice setting? I mean, in training camp, we do tackle more than any team. I mean, probably up there, we do live tackling once a practice. Here we go. Um, we call them seven shots, ball to two-yard line. Um, During the season? No, not in season. Oh, no. In training camp, yeah, okay. sorry. But, yeah, we were in pads a lot this year. But even when you're in pads, it's thud, and you can't really practice having your head up at all times and, and not tackling the quarterback too low, not tackling the quarterback too Feel high. Feel like a transition here in the building? No, never transitioned. Still had it. At the end, still had a shot to make yeah, the playoffs. That's, that's going the thing, man. When you still have Mike Tomlin at the helm, you have the leaders that we have in the building. It's just a matter of working through all the little kinks of having younger guys in the building, um, having a new quarterback in the building. How do you like him? I like Kenny Pickett a lot. He's a guy. He, uh, he's got a lot of moxie. Uh, he came in, yeah. won the home run derby in Latrobe right away. Kind of showed you that he's a winner. Um, definitely was a little salty about that. but. Uh, oh, you lost, that means. Yeah, I it wasn't victorious. Yikes. <laughs> I, didn't know you were, I didn't know if you just happened to miss that particular home I'm, run. I'm a lefty and right field's a little deep. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. Coach T will be mad about me with excuses, but it, it is what it is. Hey, that's reality. Okay, <laughs> if you want to talk about excuses or reality, you tell me. AQ has a question for you, TJ. I'm sure you guys are all excited about Coach Flores' opportunity in Minnesota, but what can you talk a little bit about what he brought to Pittsburgh and the defense and just kind of his knowledge? Locked-in mentality. The guy is no BS. He loves football, the X's and O's. Um, communication was one of the bigger things that he brought to our team. Um, a, a lot of, of success that comes with defense is, is just talking. And uh, even if it's just nonsense talking, it's just chatter to make sure that everyone is on the same page. And uh, B-Flow was, was a great addition to the room. It sucks to see him go, but uh, I'm happy that he got an opportunity. Quiet defense, dead defense. Hell yes. Yeah. Can't fuck around. 
Hey, if we're all wrong, we're all right. Hey. You know? Boom. Bam. Bam. On film. Sure we've all heard that one we before. We better see this, too. A lot of this on film <laughs> yeah. that we're breaking Motions. down before the press. I don't know if you're calling close left if you don't put your damn arm <laughs> out. It's all real. It's all real. There's a code. It's so real. And as we were breaking down film all year, pretty much like mm-hmm. with everything DB and in the trenches and everything, you literally see that pre-snap conversation happening. Get a cosign on it. And literally yeah, just yeah. doing it for the film purposes of, hey, yeah. everybody's on the same page. That's like in training camp, we'll look back at the camera and go, there you go. <laughs> you know I see it. We got you, pal. <laughs> how, uh, how vocal are you whenever it comes to that type of stuff, like with shifts and motions, or are you locked in on your job? Well, I mean, I'm the end guy in the line of scrimmage, so I'm the Y-off guy, alert rap, uh, all that stuff. A lot I of mean, chatter. A little bit of chatter. I mean, I like to have I, – I say I'm a donkey, man. You just tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. I'll tell you if the Y's off. I'll tell you if he's going to rap. Other than that, I'm just going to let my instincts take over and try to play the best football I can play. <laughs> I'm a donkey, man. You think you're talking this yeah. mountain? Just fucking tell me to go which direction. Just tell me to go. They tried to give me the green dot one year. I was like, this is way too much going on. No, thank you. Jeez. Got a great uh, great crew over there. Cam Hayward's head. Yep. Yeah, huge. You guys ever just walk at it and look at it and be like, I, oh, that thing is. <laughs> two bowling balls. I had his headset over at one of the other ones, and it was like sitting down there like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was all stretched Good out. Good leader, though, huh? Good man to have in the locker room, I assume. Yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. I mean, I think he's on his sixth consecutive Pro Bowl, um, a multiple-time All-Pro player. Were you in the Pro Bowl? Uh, I was selected for the Pro Bowl this year, yes. I didn't go, though. I, Come on, it's dude. Pro Bowl games. Oh, had to work the peck back out. Oh, uh, banged uh, up. In the course. lake. Yeah, Cam's the man. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, TJ, with the uh, tackling you know, problem in the NFL right now, one of the things that was brought up this offseason is how the hip drop tackle oh, yeah. might be taken out. What do you think about that? And then another conversation on the Internet. What was your reaction when – you know, you got your script that you were going to oh, break yeah. the all-time leading yeah. sack Congrats record that, last year. Because, man, right. that was sweet. <laughs> it, it's tough because as an edge defender, you're often chasing plays down from the backside, and you have to lay out, and you can't possibly run through the tackle. So you have to kind of just grab on and yeah. fall down as Hip best as you can. So I don't know. Break an um, ankle, yeah, that's what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing purpose. is malicious. I mean, that's at the end of the day, we all respect each other uh, in this league, and we're never trying to hurt somebody. Injuries are the absolute worst thing for the game. Um, obviously, they happen, but uh, never want to be a part of a guy that's causing someone else to be injured. Do you guys hate yeah. all the bullshit, though, I assume, on defensive side? Is there, like, uh, whenever the meeting comes in that this rule's been changed, this has been changed, this has been changed? Yeah, or are you at the point where you just got to deal with it? It's, uh, you have to deal with it for sure. Uh, it's tough when you're allowed to bitch for a little bit, though, right? Yeah. There has yeah. to be Fuck. a moment at least. Why are we doing Coach Fowler. Definitely. I mean, there's if you had us mic'd up for every game, you'd hear some good snippets. But, uh, I mean, yeah, quarterbacks nowadays, it's not they're getting the ball out after you have them wrapped up. It's like, how long are we going to have them wrapped up before we call? Because, obviously, if we take them down, it could be a potential. Yeah, penalty. like there was a couple of sacks this year, big-time, primetime football games, where – defense player just hugged the quarterback mm-hmm. and then just looked at the ref. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But then you have a Mahomes who will just flip it out at the last minute and it's like, was it forward progress or was it not? It's tough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, this guy hates Mahomes. <laughs> not naming names. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Mahomes is part of the problem. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Ty has a question for you, TJ. Yeah, TJ, you mentioned the leaders that you have in there and obviously like with Cam on the defense, you don't really seem like a rah-rah guy. But have you noticed that you've kind of had to take a more active role in like leadership with big Big Ben not being there anymore and the offensive guys being really young or is it kind of just like hey I'm a fucking monster my play kind of speaks for itself you guys can kind of feed off that yeah I'm more of an emotional leader um where I I let stuff build up and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad (laughs) thing but I'd rather just kind of go about my work and lead by example and uh if guys have questions I'm going to be an open book but I'm not going to go out and seek and try to 
give you too much information because guys take information different ways. And um, But, yeah, before games, at halftime, if something's built up, uh, I'm not a guy that's going to sit on my hands and not say anything. Ever been down or do you need, like, uh, do you take pre-workout before games? Do you ever find not having juice? Is it easy to find juice? Yeah, and that's one of the things that my brother and I talk about a lot. I mean, J.J. and Derek is, I mean, anyone who's played in the NFL knows when you go into a game and you, you're feeling good, you have a, there's a certain feeling. Yes. And sometimes you go into games and you're like, Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we got to find it. Yeah. Let's go. It's 1 o'clock game. All right. <laughs> so you this take matters. An extra this scoop. game matters. This yeah, game you matters. for sure take a scoop of pre-workout, and it usually snaps you right back. But, yeah, there are moments where you should have it, but you just don't mentally have it, and you got to snap into it quickly. It's crazy to think about because I think it's – Automatically, fans are like, "Oh, it's game day!" Yeah, show up. Yeah. Sunday. These guys on. will lay everything on the line. It's like some guys, some guys wake up who are normally a 99 on Madden, uh-huh. and they feel like an 81. Yeah, and it's like, well, this game counts. This game matters. People are going to watch it. You're one of those guys. You're just assumed to have a great year every year. Love that, hate that. You obviously have to love it. I mean, but it's something that you have to deal with that other people don't. Because if you have just a little bit of a, and your brother had to deal with this too, I guess. If you have just a little bit, whatever numbers-wise, production-wise, even though you're getting chipped and doubled every single play. What? Th- <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Getting schemed. What? And bamboozled. What? But legit, that's like your life from very early on in your career. So does that drive you in the offseason? Do you think about that, or is that just something you can't control? I mean – I love having high expectations. I have high expectations for myself. I never share goals. Um, I have goals. You don't get a um, sack in a game, though. It's like, what, TJ's dead. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even play today. This guy's losing it. <laughs> yeah. TJ can't. TJ oh, can't. He doesn't care. Step. Yeah, this but guy stinks. That, that's the thing about this point in my career. It's I want to win. I want to do whatever it takes to win. I feel like we have, a, we have a nice, we have a really good team here. We have a good nucleus. We have good young talent. Oh, yeah. And uh, Yeah, it's like your guys' generation now. The, the, the time is uh-huh. the time is now for us, and I feel like we can put it together. It's your chapter of the Steelers now. I mean, uh, I hope so. Cam Cam Hayward is still the big head in the house. Legitimately, <laughs> Le- yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. AJ has a question for you. Uh, do you. Like the whole me, Pat and I talk about the Steelers being like almost like a college atmosphere. How the the old guys are always coming mm-hmm. back. They seem to. Uh, more than any other team, I think, at least publicly, the old guys, like, support everything. You guys are a family. Have you noticed that? Like, it's not – that's not the same everywhere in the NFL. It's pretty special. Yeah, and obviously I don't know too much about other places, but just from what I've heard from my brothers. Uh, but, yeah, their players are constantly coming back, whether it's at Latrobe or throughout the season. I mean, sadly, just before Franco passed, he was back for yeah. a, a little bit. And uh, Coach Tom and always Hey, that came about, out of nowhere, right? But yeah. kind of expected, too, it seemed like. It, it seemed like the NFL was ready. Yeah. Because as soon as it happened, there was, like – Everybody had their thank you, Franco, back. But that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was it was very tough on, on the city and on the building. Just so many people that uh, he affected and impacted. But, yeah, I mean, just talk about Coach Tomlin always says, these guys want nothing from you. They just want to share knowledge, and they just want to teach you the Steeler way. And uh, they're never looking for a handout. They just want to be around and, and show what it's like to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And they love whenever you kicked your agent out of the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Get the That's fuck right. out of the way. Hey, excuse, I just got – I just fucking broke my dad's 25-year anniversary axe on a fucking lake. <laughs> okay, I need to get in here to sign this deal worth however much money that I definitely earned. Tone has another question for you, Teach. How nice is it now uh, that Alex Highsmith, who's playing opposite of you, is kind of coming to his own? He was leading the league at one point in sacks this year. How nice is it to have, like, another guy on the other side? 
Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I had Bud Dupree earlier in my career, yeah. who, who is a, a phenomenal counterpart. And then uh, Alex has come into a pass rusher of his own as well. He's got one of the best spin moves in the NFL. And uh, just a guy that works his ass off uh, each and every week. And I'm happy that he, he's getting the success. Are you adding moves? As you get older, or are you just sharpening the moves you have? You know, I watch. I watch all of, like the sack tapes and try to try to do the moves, and usually stay them for training camp. But like, they never look as good as you think they look. That's why sometimes film feel versus real. Yeah, exactly. You're like, dude, I spun really good. There. <laughs> <laughs> Slow motion. <laughs> I'm gonna do this one. Yeah, tell Does the video guy to bury it. <laughs> feel versus real. That's a thing, huh? If it works, who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's tough, man. It's what tough. are you? You're just like, uh, you, you consider yourself an explosive edge rusher? Because there's all, obviously that clip where you're getting held <laughs> clearly by two people. Yep. Uh-huh. And then you are like the Incredible Hulk coming. Yeah! In your face, yep. like the zoom in of your face. It looks like Planet of the Apes where the person was pissed off. <laughs> ah, you're like a whole different human. Are you setting things up all game? Is it a chess match? Do you do that? Or are you just every play trying to bring your best shit? Yeah, it's, I mean, people always say I'm not the biggest. I'm not the fastest. Six, I'm four. not the most explosive. Pretty big. You know, pretty big. Pretty fucking big. Pretty explosive. I, uh, Very explosive. Yeah, I mean, hands are <laughs> I, uh, But I just, like, it's like, I just want to find ways to win. And, and that's in the pass first game as well. It's I know that it's a chess match each and every rep. And I know that he's thinking something as well. It's not just me going, how the heck am I going to beat this guy? He's watching my film as well. So it, it doesn't matter of how he's played other guys. It's all a game within a game. And uh, that's why the iPads are so important throughout the game as well. But uh, I'm going to get there. It's Wait, just a didn't matter. you say something like you'll listen to the, the other quarterback's oh. cadence from TV? Yeah, watch the you, TV copy with your eyes closed. He'll go into a darkness retreat. <laughs> yeah, the eyes yeah. closed. Yeah, he goes into yeah. a darkness retreat, yep. I believe. No, the absence of light completely. So you're sensory deprived. See, so a little DMT pops yep. in there. Oh, yeah. Actually activates. Which we just learned about over yep. the last couple of days. You do this. We've been doing this. And then you play the TV copy of the. Is that hot? The. Wait, 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 wait. That's Tony I'll Romo's. Tell you right now, the game was on last week, right? Because I've done this so many times with my wife. Where if, if a quarterback will say something like purple, my wife will go, purple, what does it mean? Like, I, I swear. Because we, we listen. And, and she'll be like, what are you doing? I'll be like, I'm just listening to see if I can get, like, this is their reminder for it's on two this time. Or this is, uh, like, one of the last games of the year. Tight end looked at the other guy. He goes, you going or I'm going? He goes, I'm going. I go, oh, it's a pass. Let me get out of the six technique and widen up it myself. <laughs> like, it's just little things like that that you can pick up on. Uh, See, that's like elementary football, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, people spend all hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of trying to figure out football, how we win games. There's billions of dollars on the line. And then you're just listening to somebody. All right, well, fuck, th- screw everything we <laughs> yeah, did all. That guy literally just said it. How often does that happen? You're listening all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm listening all the time, but it was – my first couple of years, I didn't listen to anything. That was one of the things I picked up from Jaded was just sometimes you just have to listen to what, what they're saying. The big and, fat boys are saying. Yeah, whether yeah. it's like a trade block or something. Just like if you can hear a little bit or some guys are like, well, so I one or two. It's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so it, any little bit where I can get better. Worst place to play for you? Baltimore. They're awesome tough, fans. Their fans crowd. are awesome, aren't they? They have good They fans. never get talked about. No. no. I feel like Consistent. I, every time we talk about Baltimore's fans, it's always saying Baltimore's fans don't get talked about. There's some white trash loud fucks over there in Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, they are ruthless. <laughs> too. Sorry, go ahead, sorry. I'm you, not making those assumptions, but it, it is a tough place no, that's to play. No, that's what Akersher is. Well, Akersher is saying, you got some white trash Yenzers coming in here that know football, and they're going to be fucking loud. Hell that's yeah. like, that's what it's going to be. That's, that's right. That's, that's how you're doing. Yeah. Baltimore, same exact thing. New England, even. Yeah, Philadelphia. Fuck, like, there's places that are just, like, more ruthless cities, I mm-hmm. think. Like, they just love football. In general. Mm-hmm. And I think Baltimore is one of them never gets talked about. And obviously... 
you saying that as a Steeler, some Pittsburgh fans go, oh, TJ, say you like fucking Baltimore. What? <laughs> you, no, can't no. Say, you can't say anything these days, man. How do you feel about Yinzers? I love them. I, I was just telling a story about the other day. I was like, how did you know it was different in uh, – in, in Pittsburgh, and I said, well, I was walking through Giant Eagle, which is the grocery store, Giant and a 40-year-old right, lady Eagle. stopped me and told bird. us we were blitzing too much that week. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a little different. Here. <laughs> <laughs> right, you stick to cooking or whatever you're doing for your groceries, I'll stick to playing football. Yeah, hey, listen, we'll figure out how many times we're going to blitz, <laughs> and I appreciate you paying attention. That's Collinsworth got in trouble too, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Collinsworth. Yeah, these women, in these women actually know football. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was down the south. good. Southside Giant Eagle. Right. That's real. Yeah. That's real. He had to come out with a full apology. Yeah. I didn't mean it like that. You know? <laughs> I was just saying, like, I'm getting yelled at by yeah. these women in yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. What a moment. It's real. It's Pittsburgh City, and they got a perfect guy leading that defense, man. You alongside Cam Hayward been mm-hmm. fun. Minka, what a man, dog Minka dog. is, man. Wild. He um, Competitor, man. Played very well at the Pro Bowl games. Very well. He yeah. always plays very well. Like a diving flagpole I saw. All right. <laughs> Come on. Come <laughs> on. One thing with you. Nice Can't just have I fun. Saw, you said a highlight. I said a highlight. <laughs> great effort. <laughs> he had a flag. It was a great one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the greatest flag yeah, the day. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was incredible. Uh, we can't wait to see you there next year. Shout out to Six Star Pro Nutrition yes. for getting the most explosive outside linebacker in the NFL. Juiced up on Hell game yeah. days when he needs it. What? There we go. What are we doing? Are we selling any? We got a deal? Buy one, get one, 50% get off, mix and match. Walmart, right? oh, CDS, oh you get them anywhere. God. All right. Shout out to Six Star. Shout out to you, TJ. Hell of a career thus far. Can't wait to watch it continue to go. And let's not break any more dad's axis. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, guys. TJ. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Awesome. Oh, oh shit. Thank you, Appreciate it, man. Thank you. What's up, baby? How are we going, dude? Hey, there he is. All right, thanks. How are you? You want to sit down for a second? Can you? Yeah. Hell yeah, let's go. What's up, Coach? AJ, how you doing, Coach? Dude, what's up, brother? How you doing, brother? What's that? What's up, Coach? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I know, Jody. Set. <laughs> nice catch. Nice. Wow. Okay. Nice got hands. Bro, that was like plus 750. <laughs> 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 yeah. I put $10,000 uh, on it. My man. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. Super Bowl champion, head coach of the NFL, <laughs> now retired in an advising role, Bruce Arians. Quarterback whisper. Holy shit, you see AQ, obviously. Thank you for giving him an opportunity yeah. and all of the chances you gave him. Let's talk about you right now. We say this, and I know we don't have a lot of time. We can't thank you enough for stopping by at night when you lay down. Every little vitamins, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little, you think to yourself, Pittsburgh ain't fucking one one since uh <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Indianapolis, they ain't fucking one one no, uh, since I've been there. Arizona, they ain't no, fucking one one. They've been back. Tampa, they, they ain't no, fucking one one. They fell apart. Now, obviously, you don't think like that because no, you're a team I, guy. I'm supposed to be the consultant. I didn't do too good of a job. job well, sure. <laughs> so let's talk about your transition. Hell of a career, coaching. Oh, thank you. Bro. Now you're consulting, advising. Do you get the itch to go back on the field? I remember you got a personal uh, foul that one game. Yeah. Is this yeah. a role you're used to, or are you going to be back on the sidelines soon? I like making new rules. You know, <laughs> if you're not a coach, you can't be down there anymore <laughs> since that game. And uh, But, no, I, I had, had my fix because I got to go to practice get with the coaches every day and then go play golf it was pretty good i never played golf in the fall man it's pretty cool yeah i bet you they're a little different greens in the fall right <laughs> yeah. a little different uh, bounce a little yeah. different role i'm happy you're doing that same cocktail hey <laughs> came out of nowhere your retirement 
a lot of us were super fucking bummed. I know AQ oh, was. Yeah. A lot of us that have ever been on a team or around you coming out of nowhere. It was like an era was almost ending. You had known you were thinking about doing it. Was it something that was just like waiting for the right moment? What was it with your departure? Yeah, it was the right time. You know, for me, it was just, okay, do I really want to grind this again? And, you know, <laughs> I'm not to where I can get up at five anymore. And I kind of like sleep until nine. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was time. And it, we had the perfect transition, you know, just turn it all over to Todd. And uh, I, I was really bummed the way it turned out as far as uh, our, our, our record and, and guys getting let go. But uh, I was really happy with the transition. Okay, because it came out of nowhere. It alarmed us all. And we fucking love you around here, obviously. AJ has a question for you, Bruce. I want to know what the boat parade was like. I think your guys' oh, celebration yeah. tops everyone. So yeah, the fact that you were time. able to do that looked you know, like the most fun. We had two hellacious ones in Pittsburgh. This one blew it away. Really? Just to be, just be on the river. Then you see the aerial shot and say, how the shit didn't they drowned? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yes. Guys on jet skis. And yeah. Dude's on a paddle board and there's sharks out there. Jeez. <laughs> like, dude, you nuts. He didn't, he didn't have a bracelet on. I'm like, oh, this is a drunk fest today. Yeah, it was. And it oh, certainly was that. Was I mean, a, the quarterback who had avocado ice cream for most of his life was going and dragged <laughs> off the boat. Yeah. Obviously, Lombo's getting tossed from one boat to another. It was like you guys took over Tampa, though. How was that to feel? You know, I don't want to say it's like one last rodeo, but really that whole crew you had coaching together yeah. back in Tampa, hey, we got one more shot at kind of building this in our eyes, and it works. That has to feel fucking good for the story. It really does, bro. I mean, to, you know, I, didn't, I was with CBS. I was enjoying it. hated the travel, but I wasn't dying to get back in. You know, and Jake, Jason Light was a big, big part of it in the Glacier family, and uh, then all of a sudden 18 coaches were available. Like, shit, this is supposed to be. I knew how to delegate now. I never knew that word before. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to call the place. So I'm not going to kill myself. A little better life. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it's amazing three years. How do you feel about the play calling thing? Because that's happening right now with coaching hiring. Everybody's scared, I think, to hire a defensive coach because you have to find an offensive play caller. And if you find a good offensive play caller, he's going to be a fucking head coach yep. one year away, and you've got to find another one. Not easy to find good play callers right now. How do you feel about the state of it? I think it's very, very hard. And why, I, I, why, why? Well, we're hiring guys that are, and don't get me wrong, a couple of them have done a hell of a job. But if you're a quarterback coach, and all of a sudden you get to be hired as a head coach, and now you're a head coach for the first time, and you're a play caller for the first time, you ain't got enough time in the day to get those both jobs done, unless you're super special. And a couple of them have been. But it's hard. Why? What's harder, the head coaching role with all the bullshit you got to deal with? Well, yeah, just the relationships you build with the defensive guys. You know, if you're an offensive guy, and this goes back when I was at Temple, we're walking off the field one day, and John Devlin, God bless him, coach, can the defense ever win one practice? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, we never leave until the offense wins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're happy. I'm like, damn, I never thought about it that way. But, you know, that was a, a lesson learned early. A training camp, whenever fans are in stands, and they're, like, booing when the offense isn't doing yeah. well. And it's, like, the one defense is out there, like, hey, we might be a fucking historic defense. <laughs> <laughs> we might be remembered as that. Exactly. You'll be remembered as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Congrats on all the success. Thank you for stopping by. We fucking love you. And thank you for taking care of our guy, yep. AQ. My man. Yes. My man. Honestly, I mean, if you go back to where you were, to where AQ's career was, you gave this man incredible opportunity, and we thank you for yeah. that he, a lot. He did it. He did it. You know, everybody gets opportunities, but what you do with them, he did it. How do you do it with those little arms, you think? Amazing, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's like, when you draw them up, that ain't it. <laughs> don't, don't try to get past his ass, though. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you show me tape? Show me tape. Bite both your legs off. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Arians. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, dude. That was amazing.
Hell yeah, I'm so awesome. I'm so oh, thankful you're here, BA. Thank you. Hell yeah, BA. AQ literally worked. Yes, sir. All right. I didn't hear a word he said. No, I mean, no. What did he say, say there? See you tomorrow. Or? He said stay out of the kitchen. He's got brunch on Saturday. <laughs> oh, you pick up brunch on Saturday. He's, He's got brunch. Oh, that's what he told me to stop by. Stop by Saturday. Yeah. This guy's getting invited to everything. Hey, B. A. Jake, what's up, bud? His kids here. What's up, Jake? Appreciate you guys. How was Jake Glazer's party, by the way? Did, it's good. Did, oh, yeah. No? How was it? Did you guys good. wrestle? No, we didn't wrestle. Did you go to Gee? Little Tampa reunion. Hung out with Gronk and Shady McCoy. It was, it was good. good. Oh, oh, wow. Where was this? Nick Ross performed? Yeah. I, I didn't make it that late. Oh, it was late night performance? I think so. Was that a hotel or what? Yeah, it was at the W in Scottsdale. Sweet. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounded like a good time. Yeah. Classic Glaze. Fucking of course. Top shelf. Yep. That was a blue per affair, usual. I assume. All right, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who's very important to the history of the NFL. He's the first ever chief medical officer that's ever been hired by the NFL. Let's go. Now, originally, I believe it was probably for the brain stuff, but then when COVID came yeah. through, ladies and gentlemen, this man came through in a big way for the league yeah. and for all of us. The chief medical officer of the NFL, Dr. Alan Sills. Yeah, hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Woo. Guy's the best. PhD. Hell yeah, H. Hell yeah, Doc. How you doing? That was a that was a firm. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw. Good he meet you halfway. Nah, he, he he came to me. <laughs> oh okay. And he took me down. Yeah. He took me into the deep end. Doc, good to see you. Hey, good the, to see you. These shoes. The on clouds. On cloud. Everybody's wearing them. You love these shoes. I do love these shoes. You know, as a surgeon, you spend a lot of time on your feet, so you got to have stuff that that works for that. Yeah, so. Chuck Pagano wears yep. them, and he goes, oh, yeah. a lot of the medical community uses these because they're on their feet all day <laughs> or whatever. Right. He's like, you're walking on clouds. They look incredible. Nice yeah. to see that the doctor of the NFL also wears them. Chuck is on to something. Let's start <laughs> talking about you. Hell of a job. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. The process, the procedure that was worked and practiced, probably begrudgingly by all parties whenever it's being practiced, saved Damar Hamlin's life whenever the athletic trainer comes out, starts CPR, the response from the team in the stadium and the on-site people working there to the hospital. Those procedures, I assume, are worked, practiced, and executed and saved a life. Fucking good on you, Doc. Yeah, hey, that's going to feel pretty good. Not, I assume that's part of your department. I just is, assume it, it is. But it's not me. I mean, it's it's obviously those doctors and trainers at every club. Of course, of and, course. And I would actually tell you something. I don't think they begrudgingly practice it. I think that they've come to realize how critical that is. And just like players have a playbook and they practice that, our medical staff has a playbook. It's called an emergency action plan. It, it describes who's going to do what in a case of certain emergencies. And they rehearse it. They actually rehearse it prior to the start of the season. They videotape it. They break it down just like you break down film and look for ways to improve. And so, you know, in that moment, they're going back and falling on their training just like players do. Okay, so for you, as that whole thing's taking place, are you being called? Are you a part of the conversation? Um, Obviously, the games and logistics, I think Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell handle that. But how hands-on are you and your uh, team in that whole process? Because that was... The biggest emergency we've ever seen, probably, in the NFL in a long time? Sure. Well, I'm always available on game day, and we have on-site representatives, so I was communicating with them. Obviously, I was starting to communicate with the medical staff. I'm not bothering them in the moment because I want them to do what they're trained to do. But we're there to support and to come alongside them and then to to follow up and do what we need to do on our side to talk to those operations people about what's going on, the severity of the situation. It was amazing. I mean, we saw it now, granted, the Internet. Did, yeah, didn't know. Uh, you know, the internet's going to do what the internet does. Do you? What's that, Doc? What did you hear? 
Doc, what was that? Yeah, wait, what was so funny? Hey, Doc, what was that? That was a big pop. I'm laughing because my wife always says, don't read social media, it's not real life, and I think she's a smart woman. Yeah, well, absolutely. Definitely. At the moment, we got a lot of other things to focus on. But there's So what are you guys focusing on? We heard that there's an expansion of The Guardian, right? After use last year, I think, for the first time, mandatory in training camp. You're going to expand on that a bit. Did you guys see good results? How was the feedback from the players? And what's the future look like, you think, in that regard? So the results are pretty astounding. So the position groups that wore the Guardian cap, those positions that wore it. You need to talk to these two. Sure. These two right here. These two right here. 52% reduction in concussions of those positions compared to previous years. Okay. Hey, Doc. Great news. That's a lot. Good work, Doc. And of those concussions that happened to those positions, half of them were impacts to the face mask, which is not covered by the Guardian cap. So I think you have to say um, (laughs) it was remarkably successful. We obviously talked to players, heard about feedback. There are a couple concerns that people had. They were worried about heat. And we're really studying oh. that and figuring out heat transfer oh, yeah. and what the best material is. They're worried about could there be more neck injuries. We did not see that at all. Nice. And then there were some issues with fit and securing it, and we've already worked with the company on that. So okay, I think so there's going to be a better-looking product. product, too? Yep. Because, you uh, know, these guys are so, like, yeah, oh, it looks stupid. Yeah, looks goofy. Oh, it looks stupid. That is P- a real punters thing. Punters never worry about how they look, right? Dude, not a, we always <laughs> look stupid, Doc. Doc, you ever see how stupid I look all the time? I mean, I look terrible in my office. But, like, these are old meatheads here, right? So whenever you hear about the Guardian cap, you get worried because, like, that's a part of getting in the game shape, no? Yeah. Do you think there was any ripple effects long-term that maybe affected the brain in a different way? We, like, for we, instance, <clears throat> some of those concussions we saw this year seemed to be a little bit more, I don't want to say devastating, but... There were some devastating concussions yeah. this sure. year. Well, we, we looked at those positions that wore the Guardian cap, and we saw, did they have an increase in concussions after they stopped wearing it? Yeah, because, like, not. can you toughen up the brain, I wonder? You don't. I mean, the brain doesn't develop calluses. All right? I'm a surgeon. I've operated on the brain for many years. I've never seen a callus on the brain. Okay. Right? So there's, there, there's not an That's idea that you've got to kind of condition yeah. the brain. Um, so we didn't see an increase in concussions in those positions when they took the cap off. We didn't see any change in their play style. It wasn't like they used their head, you know, more or less. So, again, the Guardian cap's not a, a be-all, end-all solution. We still want to get guys to use their head less as far as impacts. But the idea with the Guardian cap is kind of like the airbags or the seat belts in your car. If there's a collision, if there's a crash, it's going to reduce your chance of getting hurt. 10% each person. Let's go. Hey, that's, oh, yeah. that was an incredible one. I can't even wait to pitch at a training camp, especially with these meatheads. AJ has a question for you, Doc. Yeah, where are we, uh, like, when it comes to understanding brain trauma and CT and all of this, are we, have we even scratched the surface of what you're going to eventually know? I feel like we, AQ and I see this study recently said that some, like, 92% of former players showed signs of CT, which obviously you can only study that if you're dead, correct? Right. Now, what is... What's the regular? What about the regular population? Do we have numbers on that? I just want to see what that would be compared to these athletes. Is it is it still very high? Denominator. Yeah, yeah I think it's. I think we hey, don't middle. know the denominator because again, we, we don't have you know large scale group studies. But and I think we got a lot more to learn. We want to learn: can we diagnose this in living people? But most importantly for me, can we prevent it and treat it? Yeah. Right. You know, if we think someone has this condition, what can we do about treating it? But most specifically, prevention. I mean, any doctor will tell you the very best treatment for any medical condition is yeah. prevention. Hey, doctor. So I want to go back to this. How do we reduce the number of head hits? I mean, reducing the number of head hits that guys take throughout their practice and their game career, that's going to be the most effective treatment. Doc, you can, and AQ will have a follow-up for you, but you have to be the person in the room that says, like, who discusses that there's an inherent risk? You know, you're the doctor. You're the chief medical officer for the NFL. But if you talk to a lot of the ex-players, granted, I know those class action lawsuits and billions of dollars that happened with some players and all that. 
But I think a majority of former players are scared that the game is going to get transformed so much that it's no longer the game that they grew up loving and doing it, all in the name of safety and health. But if you talk to a lot of the ex-players, they'd be like, we knew what we were signing up for. How do you balance that? And how much like do you think the game has to continue to change so that some people in the future will continue to deem it like a safe sport, if that makes sense, as opposed to the majority of your fans and everything like that. That has to be a tough balance, especially coming from the doctor side of it. But how do you judge that? Well, I think the balance is exactly what you said. And, and, and our job is as we learn more, you know, as we know more about what specific risks or what things drive injury, we have to share that information. We can't hide that. And if you think about how the game has evolved, it's always evolved, right? I mean, 30 years ago, a head slap was legal. 30 Those years ago, you awesome. could spear yeah. the guys. Lyle Alzado. Oh, my God. That Dean thing Jones. was the slap game. That was the Dean slap Jones. league yeah. that Dana's doing. But, but, but now yeah. you realize, hey, that's a, that's a risk. And, you know, players like you guys, I mean, you want to play. You yeah. want to be on the field. You want to be healthy. And so the question is just what you said. How can we evolve and change and keep guys as healthy as possible but at the same time preserve the excitement of the game. We know in sports there are always going to be some injuries, but I think we can continue to make them safer as we learn more. And if we learn things and say, wow, this really results in injury at a very high rate, then we need to share that. The Guardian Cap's a good example. If we find something like that, that you know, over 50% reduction in injury, we got to share that information. And I think, I think when players understand that, just like the better helmet technology, as we've developed better helmets. Oh, I heard we're getting position specific potentially. Exactly. Guys realize, hey, that's a that's a that's a better thing for me as a player because it gives me a better chance to stay on the field. I'm less likely to get injured. Got it. So it's a balance you have to deal with. For sure. And you're the doctor guy, so. Like, you're right in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So, good luck out there. We're pulling you. for you, honestly. Thank <laughs> you. Doc, so I was an offensive player. He was a defensive player. You're taught the same thing. You're taught to lead with your face, then bring your hands, right? Like, that's pretty much what we're doing. So, if we're putting guardian caps up here, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm going off what I watch for when I see knockouts. We're getting hit here. We're getting here in UFC, right? We get this little shot. There's nothing to protect that face. We can't put anything over that face. It blocks the viewpoint, correct? Right. So, right. what is this fully doing in terms of when we talk yeah we're reducing the number of hits but aren't most of the ones whenever they're going here and they're getting hit from the side of the head or i don't know maybe i'm wrong is yeah. it protecting the button the guardian yeah yeah so we yeah. we we take a look at at all the concussions we look at the video where guys got hit on the helmet what was the scenario but then as you mentioned also that play after play contact and so you're right the guardian cap doesn't protect you in the face mask i go back to what i said before we can now measure helmet impacts like how many helmet impacts does each player take and you see very stark differences if both you guys play the same position you might hit your head at a at a very high rate he might hit his head much lower why is that both you guys grade out the same on, wow. let's say, your PFF Dumb. grades. So that talks about technique. And, and I think that's yeah, what you're right. going to see is more discussion and more development of how do you play these positions in an effective way but without the head contact. What else What else are we not talking about that you've had to answer a bunch of questions? I assume we're missing something. COVID we're done with, right? Let's <laughs> hope so. Knock on wood. Um, well, I, that's I, glass, but all right. I, I, we'll I think uh, <laughs> good knock, substitute. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll knock on whatever so we don't have to have yep. that. What else is in A lot your... of focus on lower extremity injuries. You know, this year we we made a big focus on Ooh, the hip on, drop tackle on yep. hamstrings. Uh, let me talk hamstrings first because Ooh, right. hamstrings are the number one reason that keep guys off the field. It's the number D. one time loss injury, mm. and so we we really <laughs> uh, spend a lot of time working on lower extremity strains. Um, obviously, we're going to continue. Grass, to work we're on getting that. grass. Working a lot on surfaces. You know, it's not just about grass versus artificial. It's what are the properties? You know, what are the exact properties of that surface that either reduce injury or or can contribute to? What injury? do you mean, like? Um, 
the, like give solubility slit turf there's like a certain turf yes. that's bad we know that right that's gone friction, out of Detroit you know, right? how slippery it is how firm it is how much infill I mean all that varies whether it's natural or artificial we, we need to get better at understanding what are the properties and making sure that the field is uniform that so the nobody wants to, play we, we can't have all grass because it's too expensive or we think that there's other answers that are just much better no it's just a more complicated question than that it has nothing to do with expense I think our owners would pay whatever amount to have the safest field it's well, just we need to, be able, we, need to we need to tell them we <laughs> need to tell them what the what the safest field is got it because i heard there is like uh the some, helix the matrix yeah. helix. there's, there's like a super helix. grass coming in almost yep. it's, it seems is that happening yeah, you yeah. we well, have yeah. a lot of hybrid fields now too that are actually natural grass with some artificial green lambo lambo yep. same so way. i think that's another really innovative is that in your world that's in your department we, together with the Players Association, have committees that look at that and look at the injury data with it. So, yes. Let's go. Okay. That's a big deal. You go, dog. I think you can win over a lot of people. You start getting, like, yeah. some great surfaces. Uh -huh. Yeah. I just assume the grass is the best one, most giving, most forgiving. Uh, those are two different things, I think. Yeah. And then the way Arizona and Vegas, they just walk the stadium outside to get uh, sun and then come back inside. It's like it feels like we have the technology. Yeah. What you're saying is, we might not have the perfect technology just yet, but we are trying to find it. Exactly. We're trying to learn what is it about the property of the surface. Because when you talk about injuries, like if you want to talk about ACL or ankle, surface is one factor, but so are the cleats. Yes. So are the style of play. So is previous injury. So you got to look at all those things and figure out how can we balance them to reduce the, the risk of injury. Hip drop tackle. You guys getting rid of that? I, I don't I don't say that we're getting rid of it. I think it's something people have brought forward. It's our job as physicians and scientists to say, hey, here are the injuries we see. Here's the mechanism. What does the community think about this? And I think that's that's a discussion we have about a lot of different areas of the game. Um, I know people have brought it up. Rugby has banned it for certain reasons. So I think it's I think it's something we have to bring forward and discuss. Very fascinating. Has rugby banned other forms of tackles that yeah. force that form of a tackle, though? You know, because yeah. like, yeah. the way you tackle a quarterback, I, I just hope that, and obviously you know this because you're an incredibly intelligent person, like in theory everything seems to work. You know, sure. but then you're talking about like actual humans right. at like 20 miles an hour. Yeah, having the unintended consequences. You always got to think if you do something, what's going to respond? Guys to that, get so. fired. Or yeah, careers are. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like, get dude. hurt trying to make a tackle a certain way. You hurt yourself. There's sure. like just so much that goes into all of it. And by the way, I think you guys do an incredible job trying to keep the game growing and evolving mm -hmm. and doing great. Not an easy job, but I guess neither is fucking brain surgery. Yeah. Connor <laughs> has a question for you. Yeah, doctor, do you see all the players in the NFL wearing those? new helmets that like Kittle and Nick Bosa and Tony Pollard who we just saw wear and also what are those neck things that some of the oh, linebackers yeah. wear yeah. is everyone going to start wearing those too for the blood circulation or yeah so so let's talk about helmets first helmets have gotten better and better and better over the last 10 years and they'll continue to get better we talked about position specific a minute ago yeah. I think again you're going to see helmets continue to evolve the reason position specific makes sense is different players get hurt in different ways right quarterbacks tend to get concussed throwing the ball they fall they hit the back of their head um, linemen get hit front, front, you know, uh, of the helmet as yeah. we mentioned. Punters, they slip and fall coming out of the locker room. Oh, oh. 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 Doctor Comedy, I actually have done that. I yeah, me too. I actually two times. I, <laughs> I, my I gotta have a little fun with my guy. Over yeah, here. Yeah. my tailbone, Doc. But, uh, I haven't seen any signs. But I think that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, you'll see helmets get better, and I think you'll see players make choices again based on that data that's coming out. We rank the helmets every year, you know, with the player association together, and we look at the injury rates, and so that's that's good information. The thing you see around guys' uh, neck is what's called a Q collar. 
It's a device that literally squeezes the veins in the neck a little bit, and it, it reduces the blood flowing that out of the brain. Good. The Jeez. idea is that it makes a little more blood volume in the brain mm. uh, and, and makes the brain maybe a little less likely to slosh around. So it's a lot of, lot of scientific debate about it. And These I guys think, are choking themselves out there? I think what the hell we need, going uh, on? Doc, you guys got, you got people choking themselves out there? Pleasure. Or what? <laughs> yep, yep. Are they good? Do they work? I think we'll have to continue to see what the data shows. Can't are you guys hurt, behind it or really. no? Are you guys behind it or no? Like when that was presented, you guys had to okay that. It's office. an FDA-approved device, and so oh. our, our docs wow. and our committees discussed it and said, you know what, we don't see that it's going to create harm, and we'll just have to wait and see if there's a benefit. It looks cool. It does. It does Doc, what is a, cool. what's a concussion? What, what, Whoa. what makes something a concussion instead of, hey, that was a big hit? or How do, what, how do we know, hey, this a is ding. a concussion? And well, there's got to be different levels of severity as well. Well, Tears. so for us, uh, in we're, well, when we're trying to identify concussions on game day, there are mm. two components. There's a, a, a blow to the head or neck area or a blow that transmits force there, followed by some form of injury behavior. So does okay. the player uh, display any symptoms slow to get up, if they're staggering, you know, obviously fencing posture that you've seen, oh, yeah. or if there's symptoms that are reported. But, you know, one of our real challenges in medicine, and anybody that takes care of patients will tell you this, is it can be hard to diagnose a concussion. Yeah. We don't have a blood test. We don't have an x-ray. We don't have an MRI that says yay or nay for every concussion. So I think um, really our best uh, tool for diagnosis is self-reported symptoms, and that's why we spend so much time encouraging players, coaches, and others to speak up. And they do. You guys know this. Today is a very different climate than it was it 10, 20, 30 years ago, and that's a good thing. Well, the I mean, in which to, uh, we're talking just strictly this department. Yeah, I think medical. So too. There's a lot of other things that are different than 10, 15 years ago that I don't think we're necessarily saying is better. But in medical, I do believe that is the case. Perfect way to end this with what we're talking about. What is a concussion? How can you deem it? Yes or no? The Tua situation there, it was at home, right? Buffalo, then yep. Cincinnati. Yep. And it was like four days away from each other. Mm-hmm. And then obviously in prime time. One of the worst concussions I've seen, probably since Austin Collie. Yeah. Probably since Austin Collie in Philadelphia. So then, old buddy, that's the unaffiliated neuro consultant, the Unk, gets fired down in Miami by the NFLPA after an interview is done. We have not been told, I don't think, whether or not that person, that it was the UNC, didn't do the proper protocol, didn't know what they were doing, or if the NFLPA just didn't like that person's attitude in the interview. The two-a process. The two of concussions or back spasm, whatever it was, has that changed the way you have to do anything? Has that obviously been a focal point of the conversation throughout the season for you? Because I feel like the UNC was a good thing for concussions, and in theory it's a good idea. But what happens if that UNC stinks at what they're doing? Who's going to tell the smartest person on the field that they stink at what they're doing? Like, that's a difficult thing to manage when you have humans involved. Sure. What you're going to do. What happened down there, and how do you fix that so it doesn't happen going forward? Because that was a bad look. That was like Good Morning America was talking about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everybody was talking about it. How did that change things, and what are you doing to kind of advance that whole process? Well, I think the first thing to point out the facts, both the league and the Player Association together investigated that situation and found that everybody involved followed the protocol. Okay. Period. That's a big piece of information there. So I think that's, that's important to recognize. Um, Secondly, we're always looking for ways we can improve the concussion protocol where we can do a better job. We spend a lot of time in the offseason and during the season educating the unaffiliated neuro docs, the spotters, the team doctors, the team athletic trainers, and players themselves about what to look for. And we always want to identify anybody that's injured, right? That's, That's our goal. If you're injured, we want to get you off and get you evaluated. So I think we learned from that situation. You know, we made a protocol change as a result of it. What was it? Uh, That was that we changed that if someone has ataxia where they have this particular form of stumbling, we automatically going to say that that's suspicious enough of a concussion that we're going to pull them out regardless of anything else. Because if if you you pass every other player 
game-winning drive. Sure. Just yeah. because, I mean, that's a whole other right. ball game in there right. too. So you have to be careful yes. on what's pulling, what's but, not pulling. But I, what I would tell you, Pat, is we have some incredibly talented men and women who serve as athletic trainer spotters and unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants. These are the best of the best. These are the people you want taking care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you call me and say, hey, who in that city should I go see for this issue? These are the people we're going to recommend. And so I think what happened there was extremely unfortunate with that UNC. But as I said, we've all learned from it. And... The, the investigation that was done jointly said that the protocol was followed. What we did as an outcome of that was to simply say, let's change our protocol and make it even more conservative. And that's what you saw this season. We did more concussion evaluations than we've ever done in a season. We had more medical timeouts where we stopped the game to get a player off. And I think as a result, we can we can say with data that we're becoming even more conservative about concussion. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you're a doctor, so people only come to you whenever something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So true. you don't necessarily have people just pumped. To <laughs> and when you're working with the NFL, you're only going to get talked about whenever something fucks up. Great job. Your team has done an incredible job. We're excited to see what the NFL is 10 years from now with a lot of the help from your department. So thank you for your time, and thank you for your service to the league. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate Chief it. Medical Officer Dr. Allen Sell. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you, Doc. Yes, now is a man who can only do what he does because he is the most electrifying human being maybe that has ever graced our planet. Former head coach of the NFL, obviously, for the Niners, but now everybody knows him as the X's and O's showdown world champion back-to-back years. This year he hopped in a Spider-Man costume and broke it down. Last year he did the same. They got an eight-and-a-half-hour kickoff show. On Sunday, leading up to the big game on NFL Network, ladies and gentlemen, star Steve Mariucci. Mooch, good to see you. Mooch is all pumped. Good to see you, sir. Mooch was not thrilled that we forced him to come back. (laughs) No. He's standing up here. We said, we need to give you a big intro. You deserve it. You've earned it. You're the man. I believe this is your headset right here. You can move that around if you need. Coach, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. This is an old ball, isn't it? That's from the Pro Bowl games. Okay, hey, did you have fun at the Pro Bowl? Not bad. Huh? Not bad. What do you mean, not bad? I thought it was pretty darn good. Did you like the gridiron gauntlet whenever they were doing their thing? Miles Garrett dislocated his toe. They're never going to do it again. Nope. They're never (laughs) going to do it again. Now we're going to do it again. It's over. That drill. They're yeah, but that was like the best one. I, like, yeah. I like that format because I was watching you and Kurt and, and uh, the whole the whole thing. And um, remember how the Pro Bowl used to be? Yes. Uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in Hawaii. So yeah, when I was coaching the Pro Bowl one year, can I tell a story? Yo. Mooch. Nothing but time. Come on, Mooch. So <laughs> it was back in the day when the loser of the championship games would coach the Pro Bowl. Uh, yes, right? your duty. And it was after the Super Bowl. Uh, Way back, it was after the Super Bowl. So you'd get more guys participating, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, in between the two, you don't have the Super Bowl players in there. There was a lot. And then you have the guys that lost. Like, hey, I'm banged up. I can't play. So DJ Watt said he had a peck or something. He didn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, guys did. are banged up. But after the Super Bowl, there's a little bit more yeah, time not. for them to participate. Anyway. We're playing in the game, and this is how serious it used to be. It wasn't flag back then. It wasn't flag. No, no, uh, no, no, no. This is the first year of flag, just for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a guy. I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Kevin Gogan. Okay, he's yes. the biggest, ugliest, oh. meanest guy in the league. Right, six <laughs> eight, three forty-five. Jeez. Gogan's they, they a dog. A, they had a picture of Gogan <laughs> biting somebody's leg on Sports Illustrated cover, like Hell dirtiest yeah. player in the league, and I, I loved him to death. Okay. So he was playing, and uh, uh, on the AFC, Neil Smith from the Broncos playing. Anyway, fight starts because they're serious about winning this game. 
right? Winner gets 50, loser gets 25. That's a big difference. Big difference. You got to pay for all those drinks from your family that yeah. showed up. And right? it's Hawaii, expensive milk. Expensive. And so, so they're playing hard, trying to win. And fight breaks out. Here's your guy. Go. <laughs> All right. Look at this. Actually guy. gnawing on yeah. somebody's arm. Beast. So, so anyway, this he gets kicked to out yeah. of the game. He and, and, and Neil Smith both get kicked out of the game. But they go through the same tunnel, and the locker rooms are close by each other. So I'm standing during the game. We're coaching them up. And all of a sudden, Milt Aldridge, the, secure, the head of security, comes to me. He says, Coach. You need to go in there and calm him down. I go, why? He goes, he, he's going to fight. He's going to go crazy. He is going crazy. You got to go stop him. I go, I got a game to coach right here. Yeah, we got 50 grand. <laughs> so, so I go, uh, Steve Young, Steve, come here. I just pulled Steve out of the game. He started, and I pulled him out. Steve, go there and calm down Gogan, will you please? This, he goes in the locker room. Gogan beats the shit out of Steve. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine He comes that? back. He comes back. I go, what? He goes, I can't calm them down, Coach. You got to go in there and calm them down. So they actually hired more security for the party after at the hotel. Oh. So these two guys didn't start throwing tables around. I don't. It was they cared though. They cared. Yeah. The point of the matter is they cared about the game. That's how competitive it used to be. Love it. Now I'm not saying it's not competitive now. In fact, I kind of enjoyed this format, right? Yeah, it gave a little bit more juice. I think a little bit more juice because last year it was still tackle football and it was it's so bad. disturbing to watch. Yes. The, bad the, for the football. Late pro balls. They were playing two hand touch. Bad really. for football. Yeah. It was bad football. You so. know what else is bad for football? What? I, and just to get to the two-hand touch football thing, like some of these roughing the passers, Coach, I assume you lose your mind. Now, you work for the league. You work at NFL Network. But you speak <laughs> on those game day on that game day show. Yeah. Best show on TV every Sunday, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You hey, guys are amazing. Thanks for coming on. Come on. And, you know, you picked the right guy in XO Showdown. Hell too. yeah. Good job. I course. didn't even get to see the last one. I knew you'd win. Come on. That's not even a question. <laughs> Simple. Being asked to be on the show was an honor. But you're always speaking from, like, coach's standpoint, like the way you do. You're always super optimistic and ready to go. Some of these things that are happening in the game are obviously not good for football. Is it tough for you to hold your tongue? Or do you get pissed off? about it and you just kind of let it go so i was watching when i first came here uh dr sills was on and that was fascinating he did a great job he's good he's good i know him already because i'm on the player safety advisory panel not easy so we study we study the the, the trends the injury trends and then uh you know when are injuries happening on grass on turf and training camp and games and cold weather whatever everything and obviously concussions number one and then other other injuries follow but um he does a great job um so we're trying to make the game safer right we're trying to uh, trying to have players play a little bit longer mm -hmm. and and so protecting quarterback we saw what happens when you when you don't have a quarterback right in san francisco bro um, how about the exclusive third quarterback thing you think that's going to happen i'm watching that game Fourth quarter, Hold on, and, it was, and the Niners aren't even Niners aren't even trying to throw the ball and catch up. They can't, can't even attempt. They can't. Their third quarterback was Christian McCaffrey. He was rubbing his calf. He just showed up halfway through the season. I mean, it was ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I texted. Uh, I texted. I won't give you any names. Roger Goodell. I can't say names. Roger Troy, Goodell. Troy Vincent. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, one of those two. Yeah. So. Moods God. Wait a minute. I didn't. I don't text with two thumbs. I can't do that. So yeah. I'm like this. Anyway. Okay. They are doing the same. So. So I said we can't have this anymore. We, this is. This is. What if this happened in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Where yeah. one team can't play anymore, and 200 countries are watching this sport, and you can't play the game? It's ridiculous. So we have to have a third quarterback available. So that's happening. We maybe think. it's maybe it's for the playoffs only. 
to, to bring mm. up a practice squad guy. Or oh. Whatever that is, this can't happen anymore, and, and there, there's discussion about You're it. You're assuming it's going to change. I hope it changes. I, I You know, I, I think it's an easy change. Maybe it's just for playoffs. It can happen during the regular season, too, but it's not as, as impactful, I guess. Um, but let's have three guys ready. AJ has a question for you, Coach. Uh, I'm wondering, Mooch, if you, like, say back when you were coaching, even if you're watching old old film, when you see, like, horse collar tackles happening and guys getting up cheering and there's no flags, big old shots and guys are coming across the middle, what do you think when you see that? It, it's almost yeah. to me crazy to think that's how it was it for a was. while, isn't and, it? And, and you could hit quarterbacks in the head. and you could. That was the game plan. Yeah. Hey, if he wants to carry his face Whoa. out, we're going to kill that guy. That's on him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, is there a way to find a balance between where we're going and where we were? I don't think we're ever going back there. No. I, I think I – think, um, you know this committee that we're on. We, we're not the competition committee. We, we was it uh, Roger Goodell or Troy? You texted. Can't tell you that. <laughs> One of so, <laughs> so I just didn't know. With the rules the way they are, you take away the wedge. You move the. You know, you take away half of the kickoffs because that was the most dangerous play in, in football. You're damn right. Yeah. And the punt play in sports was the kickoff. And the punt the play that punts, I was on. Punts up there too. Yeah. And, and uh, standing on the sidelines dangerous too. Last Bosa. Yeah. So I did That's all right. those things. Amen. Yeah. I started so, yeah. so then you do the data and you say, well, yeah, we reduce concussions X percent and then that kind of thing. And then uh, with only 14 practices and pads during the whole darn season, yeah. you know, does that help or not? You know what I mean? But I, I don't see us going, okay, you know, we're okay. Let's, let's add a few more padded practices. That ain't going to happen. I think players are happy to hear that. But as this inevitably goes to 18 games, which we know is going to happen. I hear us talking about that. You guys think that's going to be definitely Mooch. Oh, how, long yeah. yeah. how long have you been around the NFL? How long have you been around the NFL? Come on, Mooch. So how long have you been around the NFL? Well, 18 years with the, net, the network, and then 14 years coaching. So that add 32. that up. I'm not a mathematician, but then I had four, another 15 years in college coaching. So. Oh, 47 years. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, love the sport. I, Can, what, hey, thank you for your commitment today. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Honestly. You know, when my wife, when I. I hope she's. I'm sure she's watching. Everybody's watching this. So, but <laughs> no, I don't think I, so. When when I have to go down and watch film, or I've got to do watch this game because it, it, she goes, "Come on, it's just football." She thinks I'm like a fan, right? I go, "You know what? See this see dress you're wearing. Paid <laughs> <laughs> for that dress, okay? Yeah. My whole life has been football. Right? Yeah. yeah, and you've done great. Oh, it's been fun. EXO Showdown, two-time champion in a row. So oh, that belt, you know that, that belt, you know that that that, that title, the title belt doesn't fit anymore i mean i Irv had, had to hold it on me you know with uh because it's uh well it's, uh, it's like that spider-man suit it's shrinking of course no is it the suit or is it you you think <laughs> it's a suit, suit. It's a suit. yeah absolutely. Uh, <laughs> when they washed it hey you got an eight and a half hours on sunday you're gonna be able to last or yeah. what's the deal what are you saving up you're gonna just that's sleep what we've done Pat. that's what we've done in fact we used to do that and the post game and then, and then uh, they say, ah, you guys can, you know, take off. We'll bring somebody else in for post. Hold on. There was one week you guys didn't work. What was it? It was a Saturday, Sunday day, maybe? We didn't work. Yeah. During the season? Yeah. Because of one of the London games. Yes. Yeah, that fact, was it. That yeah. Was you. Yeah. Because we didn't do the game, so we yep. said we're off. And, and the game is shown at the same time as our show yeah. is on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I missed you guys for a week. Miss you too. That was rude. You guys did that to me. Pretty Took a weekend up. off. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, these guys are getting lazy. They sent us to Munich. That was awesome. That's a beautiful city. If I you know. ever can go to Munich, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was spectacular. How do you feel about the international events? I think it's good for the league, good for the game, Great good for, for everybody. You can't believe how many fans are in Europe, NFL fans. They follow it like crazy. Yes. Really? Oh, my God. And then Germany especially, even more so than, than the London. We've done 30-some games in London. Do you think it's military or do you think it's no, the locals? 
could be some, yeah, there's some military presence there. But it's because of NFL Europe. Remember all the Rhine Fire and oh, the, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the oh, yeah. Galaxy and all those teams? They, they, they developed a, a, a American football fan base over there from way back when, NFL Europe. Your That's microphone cool. sounds amazing. You just moved it up. You sound like so full. Unbelievable. Paisano, Anka, right. doing his thing. Connor has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Mooch, we were just talking about how difficult it is to be a head coach in the NFL now, especially if you're not an offensive play caller, because if you are a defensive guy, there's a chance that you're going to lose your offensive guy to another head coaching job. What do you think is the hardest part now in today's game when it comes to coaching? Yeah. Well, obviously you gave the ball to T.O. on Jerry Rice Day, so yeah. that's yeah. it. 20 times. Yeah. Um. <laughs> awesome. That is an amazing thing. They were celebrating Jerry Rice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. They were doubling Jerry Rice. Yeah, I mean, they of course. Had, the ball had to go somewhere else. Yeah. Throw the ball, Coach. T.O. breaks a, like, all-time he record. He yeah. passes on Jerry Rice. Yeah. <laughs> Tough relationship, yeah. I assume. Jerry wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. Well, he three games like a So, um, <laughs> here's... When you're successful, of course, when you when you suck, you're just going everybody's going to lose their job, right? Yeah. But when you're successful, you're going to lose coaches and players. And so the trick is hanging on to as many as you can, right? But when a coordinator gets an offer or an opportunity to, to take a head job, well, geez, um, he's gone, right? Yeah. Usually, has to. Um, if 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 you're a defensive coach and you have an offensive coordinator that's pretty darn good, and he leaves you. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a, a guy waiting that knows the same system that can keep developing this young quarterback without changing the scheme and the play caller in his ear, right? That's why it's not 100%, but that's why the trend right now is for teams to hire an offensive-minded head coach. Oh, yeah. The Sean McVeighs, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Matt LaFleur's. O'Connell's. On and on, yes. Because if you have success... Shirani. And you lose your offensive coordinator, the, yep. the, the offensive yeah. guy is still calling the plays for the next mm-hmm. 12 years, right? You don't lose that continuity with your young quarterback. And not that it's easier to replace a defensive coordinator, but when you're talking about developing a quarterback, the continuity with the scheme is really important. And that's where all the money is, too. The money's in that quarterback as well. A lot of Which the is money. your franchise, which is the future of your franchise. That's a tough hire to get it right to a head coaching thing. That's why there's so much turnover. What was it? $800 million yeah. was yeah. being paid to fired coaches yep. just this year? Fired coaches because yeah. people couldn't figure it that out? That was halfway through the year, too. That, that's gone up since. Yeah, they yeah, fired okay, more people. Okay, relax, okay? Because here's the deal. <laughs> no, yeah, you coaches. <laughs> yeah. You coaches fu- are draining $800 million. $800 million out of the NFL. But you don't get it all. Well, here's the deal. Now, I, I don't know about everybody's contract, but typically a coach's contract, if you get let go and there's a year or two left on it, if you if you go home and sit on the couch, they're going to pay you, yeah. okay? But most of Not these bad. coaches are young guys that want to keep working, you know? So when you, start, when you start a new job, that salary offsets what that old team owes you. There's an offset clause. Okay, so that 800 million is the starting point, and then when they get back on the workplace, it comes down. Why are they being so dramatic then? Why is the NFL being so dramatic? Who wrote that article? Hey, some Mark. I think it was somebody anti-NFL. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Obviously, somebody anti-you. They said they fucking hate Steve Mm Mariani. Bullshit. Hey, (laughs) speaking of uh, articles and narratives, everybody has the Eagles just beating the hell out of Chiefs. Wait, 
Who's everybody? 76% of the money. It's dropped to 73. 73% of the money is up. I don't know anything about that. We're not allowed to talk about <laughs> spreads and everything. Well, just wait till next year. There'll be so much money coming into yeah. your pockets from it yeah, that you guys will be talking about it every single week. <laughs> yeah. But you, 73% of the money is on Philadelphia Eagles at minus one and a half. But also on TV, any human that is speaking into a microphone seemingly has just casted away Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the yep. Chiefs. And you obviously are a coach, so you're always about, hey, we got enough in this room to go and get a win. Do you think the Chiefs are just, like, outmanned? Is that why everybody just assumes the Eagles are going to do their so thing? If I were neutral, and I I should be, um, and looking at the rosters, <laughs> Andy Reid and I grew up together, and they're sharing an office no bigger than this in Green Bay. Oh, right? yeah, and he kicked Sirianni out of it, remember? Oh, yeah. He didn't kick... Sirianni <laughs> was with the Chiefs when yeah. Andy took the job. And Fired he had David Culley. He had his own receiver coach. So coach Dave. Chewing on his tongue. He had his own guys. Yeah. Coach Dave. But anyway, it, um, what were we talking about? Uh, everybody's saying the Eagles just have the Chiefs completely yeah. out there. There's man. a lot going on. So, AJ. A lot happening here. If you look at the roster, and, and you watch that last game, Spags is playing with five rookies yeah. on defense yeah. who corner does corners at, at, corners and pass rusher and f- four defensive backs against joe burrow are you mm-hmm. kidding i'm going like oh my god they're going to get sliced up and they they were they were good brett veach told me before the season that hey we're going to be young on defense mooch but if these guys stay healthy and they get better you know we got a chance well here they are this is a young team and they got a rookie tailback pacheco mm-hmm. um the the Eagles have a veteran kind of a defense. I mean, those pass rushers are scary. Yep. They've got about eight of them, yep. right? And Darius Slay and Bradbury, I mean, they got good corners. So if you just look at it, just with, with no bias, you'd say the Eagles have the better roster, the more experienced veteran kind of a roster. And then you go, oh, but then they got Patrick Mahomes, Meadowlark Lemon. You don't even know who that is. You weren't even born yet when uh, the Globetrotters were playing. And so, oh, oh wait, yeah. I've been, I, I have an assistant in the Globetrotters game. Yeah, thank you, Mooch. Yeah, pardon it to a guy. I mean, isn't he like that? I mean, he's he's the best. And and so, <laughs> and then of course Andy's got something up his sleeve. Oh, I mean, I interviewed him the other day, and I he, I made him promise me that he would pull out that snow globe thing oh, yeah, and that, do something right. around. Oh, yeah. I said, I've never asked for anything in my life. Just can you do it for me once? He goes, okay, fine. <laughs> so maybe you will. So you – you. So the Eagles have the better roster. That's why people are saying, yeah, they're gonna, they should win this game. But then here goes Magic Mahomes. If you give him a minute left in the game, they're only down by seven. Look out. Are you a coffee guy? Two cups of coffee in the morning, done. Ooh. That's it? That's it. What about eight-and-a-half-hour kickoff show? So – so the coffee's early at <laughs> 7 and 8 o'clock. And then we get the cocaine about 7. <laughs> yeah. No, we have pizza. 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 Oh, my God. Hey, right. hey. All right. A little bit of gas there. No, it's fun. Uh, it, it's Super Bowl, so you get energized, right? Hell, yeah. You know how this works. Hell, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great day for football. Yeah, you're a great person for football. Mm. Thank you for you your You are fo- the man. I love watching you. 47. <laughs> All you guys are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's very good. nice. You guys are the best. Honestly, you guys got a great program over there. You Thank do a great you. job. I think every single week you bring it, which we appreciate, except for that one you guys took off. Yeah, that was yeah, messed yeah. up. But aside from that. When, when we took off that weekend, because we did that the year before, because there was a London game that we didn't do. CBS did it, I think. So they said, you're off. It was the first Sunday I had off in 46 years. Jeez. Because when I was playing what the hell? in college, yeah. you go back in and watch the film. Yeah. When I was at uh, assistant, you know, I mean, you're playing in the NFL. It didn't matter. You're always working on Sundays and, of course, Thanksgivings and uh, probably Christmas. And, and New Year's. And New Year's probably in, in uh, 
you get Fourth of July off though. That's nice. But Hell yeah, middle of America. Really yeah. So, so what'd you do? <laughs> I went to church. And then uh, stayed home and what the Lord say? Where the fuck it, you been? Where yeah. you been? Yeah. <laughs> and then watched all the games. Yeah, it was amazing. It's a great Sunday. You got to experience it like we do, and we can't thank you enough for your service. And good luck this Sunday. Thanks. And have a great off season with the wife. Appreciate okay. you. Hey, you're the man. You're the man. You're the man. Thank you, Steve Mary. Yeah. yeah. yeah.